A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Inspiring interviews, Singapore stories on Money FM 89.3 with me, Jason Dacey. I'd like to welcome back a good friend and a fellow broadcaster, Rico. He's on the well-known uh, BBC World News presenter. Good to see you again, Rico. Jason, <laughs> it's so exciting to be with you yeah. once again on this Sunday morning on 89.3 Money FM, the number one business program with Jason Daisy yeah. in Singapore. Wow, I love that. I love that. And yeah, of course, you came on my first uh, weekend of shows back uh, almost a year ago. Has it been that uh, yeah, long? it's almost a year. So 365 uh, days to al- be exact. Almost, almost. So, uh, and I'm excited because, you know, we all know you from the screen and you've been working at BBC for more than a decade and a half, right? Um, You know what? I'm on my 17th year. Wow. One seven. One seven. I can't believe it. Fly, time flies by so quick when you're having fun. I know. And, and even before that, you were a veteran when you started there. And, you know, <laughs> so you've been going for a long time. And that's why I wanted to bring you in to talk about what makes a good TV journalist in today's digital world. And we can cover a few things here and we can both chip in with some uh, ideas. That's right. Because the career has changed a lot since you and I first started. And Absolutely. In the pre-internet age, let's face it, let's be <laughs> honest here, it was a totally different world, wasn't it? It was. I mean, before, we would just be reading newspapers, <laughs> listening yeah. and watching uh, television and uh, radio news. But now... Everything is on our palms. I mean, we have our, our iPads, we have our laptops. News is just so accessible. Not like in the past, we would watch a 6.30, the 10.30 uh, news program. Yes. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, now news is 24 hours. Yeah, and, and appointment viewing has become in less demand. Yeah, I know that people mm. still sit down and know they can watch you on the BBC at certain times. That doesn't change. But a lot of the shows that I used to present, you know, appointment um, sports shows, for example, where you right. can get the highlights, aren't as popular as they used to be because we have our phones and there's the internet. So you can see the sports highlights very easily. And you're a, a big uh, basketball fan, as we know. So it, that's changed. That's changed, hasn't it? It it really has. I mean, appointment viewing is no longer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> happening. Because now uh, we have our phones, we have our laptops, we have our iPads. And uh, news is now 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's basically who breaks the news First, yes, yes, right. But of course, at the BBC, what we do is we double check, we even triple check our sources before we put anything on our digital platforms or on air. Even though we are five seconds, ten seconds, or maybe even a minute late, but as long as we get the news and the facts straight, balanced, fair, you know, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, uh, very balanced. That's the most important thing for the BBC. Yeah, and I worked for the BBC in the 90s, as you know, and even then it was, uh, even I guess it continues today, which is great to see. So how do you balance that then with needing to be, you know, very relevant on time with accuracy? So what would you say to some aspiring journalists about trying to integrate all these different elements? I think the most important thing is that you always have to keep yourself informed. Uh, read, 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 but only read the credible news agencies or the mm. credible publications. Mm-hmm. There's so much fake news out there right now, yes. especially yeah. on social media. Yeah. And uh, for people who have uh, social media accounts, what they usually do, they don't read anymore. Yeah. They don't read anymore. What they do if they see the headline, they don't read the details. 
what they do is they, they immediately share the information. And that is wrong. What you have to do is basically get yourself into the news. You have to read the details mm. and you have to really find out is what I have in front of me, is, is what I'm reading true and accurate? So it's factual. So you're saying broadcast journalists really need to get, get a lot more information than just the headlines and just skimming things. They have to know things back to front. People right now just don't read. Uh, people j right now just basically don't read anymore. Mm. If they read a, a, uh, a broadsheet uh, or, or, or news on their iPhones, they just basically read the headlines. They don't really get into the details. Mm. You really have to know what's happening around you. And if you want to be a good broadcast journalist like Jason Basie, <laughs> you have to read all the time. You have to know the history. You have to know the backstories. You have to know what's really happening in the news. As I say, you have to eat, breathe, mm. and live the news, right? You're not just in your studio. You're not just uh, reading the news, but you're getting out there. You're living the news. So how does a typical day start for you before you uh, broadcast for the BBC? How do you get up to date with what's going on? Well, uh, usually I wake up at three in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, I can give uh, your listeners a wake-up call if they want to <laughs> on a daily basis. 3 a.m. every day. <laughs> 3 a.m. every yeah. day. Yeah. I get into the newsroom at four. Mm. I look at all, uh, at all the wire copies, at all the planning sheets that have been prepared by my, my colleagues at the BBC. But of course... It's, it's a full day. And then we start with Newsday at 6 in the morning, mm -hmm. Asia Business Report at 6.30. Yeah. And then we have our programs, three editions of Newsday at 6, 7, and 8, Asia Business Report. And we just keep ourselves updated. I finish my day at 3 in the afternoon, but I still keep on reading. I still get myself informed with the BBC News app, with the BBC iPlayer. And I also read other uh, other. Uh, Financial publications like the Financial Times, the Asian Wall Street Journal, the Straits Times, mm. all international. So at least I have a broader view of what is transpiring in the business and financial world and also in general news because there's just so many things happening right now. What makes a good TV journalist in today's digital world with Rico Hizan from BBC? So 3 a.m. in the morning when you yes. get up, what's the first news source that you look at? Are you looking at Twitter? Are you looking at BBC? What are you looking at? I look at the BBC. I, I look at the BBC and then I look at Twitter. I look at, uh, at Facebook, but definitely on the BBC News app. And of course, uh, I also look at the other applications of our com of our competition. I want to see, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, uh, how do we compare in terms of uh, in terms of headlines, in terms of the second and third uh, best stories of the of the morning. Mm. And look, you and I being presenters, we know that there's a selected amount of information that we mm -hmm. can share with the audience, and a lot of young presenters have that issue about how much information to absorb. How do you filter what's important and what's not? It's a well, quick, tough question, isn't it? <laughs> that's true. That's true. I definitely, because of, of my news programs, I always look at general news. Mm. What's happening in the United States with uh, President Trump? Mm. What's happening in Asia, uh, particularly in China? I mean, uh, the, the, the ongoing U.S.-China uh, uh, trade dispute. What's happening in our, uh, in our, in our respective backyards in, with the Singaporean economy, with the Philippine economy, the Thai economy, the Southeast Asian economy? So many things are happening. And especially now, 
with Brexit, which is just right around the corner yeah. on the 29th of March. Yep. And of course, on the 27th of March, uh, Donald Trump has made an announcement that hopefully he and Xi Jinping will be sitting down in one place, signing, hopefully, an end to this ongoing trade conflict between two of the world's biggest economies. So there are, there are certain things that you have to watch out for. But of course, on the side, mm. I love sports so much that I follow um, uh, the Premier League. I, I'm, 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 I, I want to find out who's going to win right, the, pre right. the, the Premiership. Is it going to be Manchester City or Liverpool? Yeah. But I'm rooting right now for Liverpool because they haven't <laughs> won the Championship since the 1990s. Yeah, exactly. And they've yeah. won the Premier League, of course, with uh, Rico Hizan finding out <laughs> what he thinks makes a good TV journalist. Okay, we know about getting information. We know about you have to be across everything. You have to oh, have yes. a, a great... Even entertainment. Even entertainment. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, you've got to be across popular culture. <laughs> yeah. And that's one thing I realized doing radio that suddenly I'm a lot more across uh, you know, recent artists and pop culture and all that. What about the skills, Rico? How do you get your skills? You're such a good communicator. You know, you're very effervescent, uh, you know, you're gregarious. How much is this natural? How much is this developed? <laughs> well, you really have to always be excited every day. Mm. I've been in this industry, uh, Jason, f uh, for the past 31 years, since, since I graduated from university yeah. way back in 1988. And uh, I'm always just excited. I always have that passion you know, to, to know more about what's happening in our, in our world. You just have to eat, breathe, and live news day in and day out. Mm. And once you've lost that passion, that excitement for news, then that's the start of the downhill run. <laughs> Time <laughs> you always to have to be excited every day. Yeah, Time yeah. to retire. But we will never retire yeah. because we love news. But what about your presentation skills? You know, how much have you had to work on those? I mean, how much was it natural for you? And what did you do to hone them and, you know, check yourself back and all that? Because a lot of young journalists may be good at certain things, but they may not be that confident you know, as a broadcaster? I think it's just about your personality. You're just, your personality just has to shine through. Mm. Not only in radio, you have to be a little bit more excited in radio yeah. uh, because, of course, you have to uh, relay a message without the visuals, without the pictures. Mm. But on TV, I, I also treat it like radio. You have to be always excited. You always have to give every news that you read emotion mm. and you have to impart to your audience that you understand and you feel every news item that you deliver and by doing that you really have to know the essence you know the inside story of every story whether it be just 10 seconds 15 seconds or 20 seconds so you really have to bring out the feeling that you can connect with your audience. Yeah, look, I think you're exactly right there, the essence of the story. And mm -hmm. I think we have to be able to relate in ten, less than 10 seconds. As broadcasters, yes. someone says, hey, Rico, what's this story about? You will say it is about this, and you'll give it in 10 seconds rather than kind of just going off in a meandering uh, monologue. It, straight to the point. You really have to get straight to the mm. point because right now, um, viewers and listeners, their attention level is very short. Yeah. They really want uh, news items, compact concise mm. and straight to the point. Mm -hmm. they, they, and they want it you know, uh, presented to them on a silver platter. Yeah. Everything in 20 or 25 second readers, all within nine to 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what about the digital side as far as like 
stuff for BBC Online. Yes. I mean, how much have you contributed to that? How much have you had to, you know, in the old days, you may have just been the presenter or the reporter, and then now you're having to contribute uh, online articles and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're when you're out in the field, it's not just about reporting yeah, <laughs> in yeah. front of the camera. A lot more. Right after that, yeah. you have to write the story. Mm. And right now, it's about you know um, trying to solve uh, the, uh, the 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 digital platform and. Uh, well, the BBC is still trying to figure it out. I think everyone is trying to figure it out, how to monetize it as well. But of course, you just have to churn out those stories um, in, in, in bundles. Yeah. You know, I mean, the demands the, are there the always. The demand is always there. People mm. are always on their phones looking for new information, yeah. Yeah. fresh information. You know, when I worked at ESPN FC, the uh, football website, we were able to post stuff from our iPhones yes. right onto the website mm. directly. And it had to be in less than 140 characters or 100, uh, very small. I mean, almost like a Twitter story, maybe a bit longer than that. We could do it directly from a press conference where we, we could record video of yes. uh, something, a short video by yeah. a photograph. So we'd go directly from our iPhone straight onto the website. What does that say? Well, of course, now dig uh, digital journalists have to really be multitasking. They're not just in front of the camera. They're not just reporting. They're not just writing. But they also have to edit their own uh, materials. Mm. And we have a lot of uh, video journalists uh, around the region right now. They carry their own equipment. They have their laptops with them. You really have to be multifaceted to be able to survive right now in this uh, uh, digital world. It's almost like there's no middleman. It's there's directly, no middle directly, directly right. to content. That's it? right. Directly to content. Yeah. I mean, you send your stories to your editor, whether it be in Singapore, London, or in mm. Washington, in the main headquarters of the BBC. They look at it, they send it back to you, and immediately they upload it on the BBC <laughs> website. <laughs> it's everything now is so instant, Jason. It, it is. Everything's it is. so instant. Is. You can't waste a second. Yeah, with Rico Hizan from the BBC here. You know, we're not getting any younger, Rico, and we're both well into our 50s now. We're not going to give the exact ages. <laughs> Happy <but> half <laughs> a century. <laughs> People can look it up if they really It's your birthday. It. It's your birthday in and, a month's and, time. And yours is coming up just before that. So, Advance uh, happy birthday, Jason. Yeah, same to you. It's Aries forever with Rico Aries and me. Aries forever, that's right. So what, what, what's the the time to stop uh, working, you know, for older journalists and, and, you know, how long can you go on, do you think, with all the demands that are being put on us as uh, digital journalists? I think we can go on and on and on because we what love our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the passion. I will never there. retire. I yeah. will never, never retire, retire from my job. Mm. I mean, my dad is celebrating his 91st birthday on March 19th. Is that right? He's And he's still working. Wow. And that's what keeps him going. Working, working, meeting people, interviewing people. He's not a journalist, mm. but he loves to be with people. Mm. And he uh, up until today, he still re he still reminds me of how much I owe him. Really? Because <laughs> I he's... borrow money from him. Right, hey, right. Dad, I need yeah. some money. Still, <laughs> he still remembers. Oh. That. He's so sharp. Right. He's so sharp. So, I hope Jason that I will live and work till my dad's age. Fantastic. Yeah, Into your I 90s. don't want to retire. Of course, no. maybe have some. Some uh, maybe a month long or mm. two month long vacation, but I want to continue working. I want to be as energetic as I am now when I'm 91. 
That's wonderful. If we all survive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see really, how you t- really. touched the wood there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we heard it from Rico Hizan from the BBC. It's all about getting that information, that knowledge by reading a lot. It's about being precise and getting straight to the point. And talking to people. Yep. It's about interviewing people. It's about being interested in people. Being interested in people. That's, yes. I, think if I, I, I learn a lot from you. Just watching you and listening to you, I learn a lot from Jason Dacey. And I mean, we have to always mm. absorb all that information from different commentators. Yeah, we learn it, from each other. You we learn from each other. It, yeah, it's we, not about us. No. It's not just about us being on television and us saying our own opinions, but it's also learning from other people. We'll watch Rico. He's on every day on the BBC. When can we see First you? First thing tomorrow morning, yeah, yeah, bright yeah. and early Monday morning yeah. on uh, on Star Hub seven oh one. Okay. Uh, 6.30 on Asia Business Report, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, and 10.30, and on Newsday, 6, 7, and 8. They're working hard, Rico. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, on Wake Up to Money. Ah. On Wake Up to Money, that's on 5 Live, uh, domestic radio in the UK at 1.30. Wow. We can hear you everywhere and uh, see you I everywhere. I hope so. I hope so. I would love to continue what I'm doing. 